0: You know, the dad falling into the kid's pool as he's mowing the lawn and the dad being good, you know, sitting there watching television. And I literally looked at my wife. I said, is, is that what you think of me? Is that what mm. I'm good for? And she was like, no, absolutely not. And I was like right there, right then, I was like, all right, we have to change this because what about all the dads who are, you know, deployed right now who are out fighting for our freedom?"
1: Shane with ferocious fatherhood and awesome new fatherhood brand men's brand dad brand um, how long have you had this Shane when did when did you pop up?
0: Chris thanks for having me man um you bet we first popped up in March of this year and we had we had a lot going on right around March time we were uh, we found out we were pregnant. We were expecting to move. I'm I'm with the military, so we were expecting to move soon. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so we we started up in in March, got it going. Once we finally moved to our new base where we're at now in Utah, we just decided, hey, we're just going to start doing this. Like, I'm tired of wanting to do this and being afraid to do it. I'm just going to start doing it. And that's where we started.
1: That's a problem. What you said, you said you were afraid to start it, but then you just started. And that's something that so many guys are afraid to do because, you know, they, they want to improve their lives, they want to start something, they want to express themselves, they want to help people. But getting over that initial hurdle, you know, like putting yourself out there on social media, it's not easy to do, you have to be willing to to take those comments from the trolls and the, the masses, like, you could you could have one post and then you know you could wake up the next day and 10 million people have seen it you're like oh shit i didn't think this was going to go viral (laughs) and and then you've got 10 million people talking about you and your family and you know your views on things and it's a little it can be a little scary and that's like just the other day i made i made a post you know just a post about you know how guys so many guys are trapped with their jobs and working overtime and you know they need to find find a way to find time freedom and you know just all tons of people liked it a lot of positive comments and when there was this one troll left left the negative comment but that one negative comment is enough to dissuade so many people from trying new things because you know they just they don't get that in a normal life you know you don't walk down the street and people are giving you hate but online you're always gonna have some some fat guy in his mom's basement who's gonna say something to
0: you <laughs> man that that is so true we were so when i initially started so I before doing
1: this i don't really do any sort
0: of social media you know I, I i do really well in my bubble going to work coming home being a dad and then just putting myself out there man i was so terrifying and having just like i remember like when we first got our first couple of views being like man what what did these people think they didn't put any they're not saying anything What what's going through mm-hmm. their head and i actually almost shut down because of that and i was like yep. man I, no just get out there keep going. And I actually found the inspiration in like one or two people who would just text me and be like, Hey, I
1: saw your video. It was awesome. I needed that today.
0: Got right? it? Yeah, that's cool. Right there. That's what I needed to do.
1: So you're a guy who just has a nine to five job. And it's just you and a desk and a computer. And you've done that for 10 years. And like, Oh, I'm gonna start a social media brand about fatherhood. Mm-hmm. And then you start posting these personal things online. And then you're like 10 views, no likes, you're like, Oh, my God, the world hates me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you have all these thoughts that don't make any mm-hmm. sense. Um, but that's what happens when you're online. I mean, and the the fact is, is like, if you're prof- whenever you become professional about it, and you treat it like a business, you just understand, hey, I've got a brand, I need to stick to my message, I need to put this type of content out there. And yeah, some people will like it, some people don't like it. You know, if you and if you have a brand where you show your face, like we do, then you have to be willing to mm-hmm. take some flack and build that hard skin because you're, you know, you're going to get that occasionally.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of funny because in the military, you hear it all the time. I mean, there's no, there's so much negativity, you know, people calling you out and all this, you know, things like that. And it was like, well, let me just treat this like that. If you're going to call me out. Okay, fine. I'll go over here. And I'm still going to do what I'm going to do. I'm still Mm going to keep on going. There's no point in stopping.
1: Yeah. It's going to happen. You're going to get, um you're gonna get flack you're gonna get hate from people but you just have to keep on going because it's like what's your why like why do you Mm -hmm. why did you start it why did you decide that you know people need to hear the message so for you like why what was your why for starting ferocious fatherhood that's a cool hoodie by the way
0: well thank you thank you all designed by yours truly so i love it (laughs) yeah thanks brother yeah so we just started i i there's like an initial aha moment type of deal that happened on Father's Day of 2020. So we were actually sitting in church and we were, they play like a, a, a tribute to fathers on the, the big screen. So we're all sitting there watching. But the tribute was like, you know, the dad falling into the kid's pool as he's mowing the lawn and the dad being good, you know, sitting there watching television. And I literally looked at my wife. I said, is, is that what you think of me? Is that what mm. I'm good for? And she was like, no, absolutely not. And I was like, right there, right then, I was like, all right, we have to change this. Because what about all the dads who are, you know, deployed right now who are out fighting for our freedom? Or what about all the dads who were in the Revolutionary War fighting for our freedom? And, like, th- that's the type of dads, that's the type of lineage of dad I come from. And that's what I want, Yeah, you know, that has got to get passed on, that mindset of, hey, you need me to go fight for you? Yeah, I'll go fight for you. You need me to you know be up with you at 2 a.m in the morning because you're sick yeah I'll be up with you at 2 a.m no problem
1: that was that's kind of some of my thinking with rising father when i started it because i was honestly i was just tired of seeing the constant barrage of you know that was it was about the time where like the that gillette commercial came out about the dads you know and men and all the toxic masculinity bullshit and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like yeah. You know, that that pissed me off and then I'm I'm so tired of the the I guess it's more of a media narrative of the drinking beer, watching football, lazy fat father. Like mm. I'm so tired of seeing that. And I know so many guys who are not like that. You know, they're and I just love that over the past like couple of years there's so many awesome dad brands popping up pushing against that narrative yeah. and inspiring guys to step up be the most they can be be leaders you know we are not the king of queens ray romano fathers you see on tv you know we are right we can still be badasses mm-hmm. um and that just i got sick of it and then i even started to see that in some of the the guys that i personally know There's this is kind of acceptance of we're a father time is slowing down or time is speeding up i guess and the things we want to do our past goals are kind of pushed to the wayside we're going to let ourselves go you know that's just what you do when you're a father it's like no that is the opposite of what your family needs and i don't know that that was kind of my thinking what do you what do you think about that
0: yeah I, i think that's exactly right one of the things that drives me the most nuts is you know guys when they hit that like oh i turned 30 and so now (laughs) i am you know my body's sore it's like what are you talking about your body's sore because you've been eating fast food for you know three meals a day for the past five years go to gym i promise you you're not going to be as sore like what are you talking about that that's stuff that drives me insane man
1: oh yeah i've got there's guys i just came from jujitsu this morning um it was like we were there at 8 a.m my son came we were there till like nine fifteen. there's guys that are in their 50s there, rolling jiu choking people out ripped with a six-pack and yeah i hear i hear people guys in their upper 20s saying oh i'm hitting 30 you know man i got that dad bod Um, things get things get different yeah. when you turn 30 it's like no man you're just lazy
0: <laughs> yeah things exactly. don't get you're different using
1: that as an excuse <laughs> yeah you just don't do anything anymore that's what it is <laughs> It's mm-hmm. not that, like, my God, we're, like, I'm 35. There, There's a guy who's, you know, getting his black belt, and he's 55 years old. Like, that's 20 years away from me. Like, I've got, I, I am nowhere near um, some of these guys I see that are, like, 27, but look like they're 52. Because they mm-hmm. just let themselves go, and they adopt that mindset of, Oh, life's over. I'm getting older. It's time to. It's okay if I do nothing because I'm getting older. That's just so yeah, annoying that, to me.
0: <laughs> that's so wrong. And I, I love like the, the, you gotta be continuing to just make goals and make goals and every single year and every single day. You have to make new goals that are harder than they what, what they were before. Or else, I and mean, you're go- you literally are just gonna start dying if you're not growing. You're yeah. dying.
1: Yeah, your body just gives up. I see it all the time with yeah. even uh, like with professionals who have a job like a nine to five you know and they when they don't do anything other than that and you know you you're like a teacher you go to your teaching job and then like as soon as you're done and you're just like oh i'm retired i don't do anything anymore like your body just dies like if we have no more goals yeah. if you have nothing else you're doing like you just you croak after a couple of years because your, your body knows like uh we're kind of giving up right now
0: yeah that's so true and it The more it comes out of here the more it goes into there and gets stuck right here and it just it amazes me how many people will just talk like that because you say it and then you hear it and then you start to live it and you literally manifest it why not if you're going to expel the energy why not take the energy and expel it in a positive way hey this year i'm going to like i think one of yours is you're, you're going to learn how to dunk right
1: that's what that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I've been yeah. doing, I've been doing my leg workout for two months straight now. I I gained four inches to like, in my vertical, so I'm I'm on my way.
0: Man, that's so awesome. Are you are you getting close? No,
1: but I but I gained four <laughs> inches.
0: <laughs> I'm not getting hey, close. Progress is progress, right?
1: <laughs> my one of my best friends can dunk, and he's as tall as me, but he's just naturally more <laughs> athletic than I am. So. I, mm-hmm. for me, it's like if he can do it, there's no re- like I can work harder this year and get to his point. So I'm gonna try. Yeah, yeah and I, hey, I agree with that. If I work the whole year and at the end, you know, next June, I can't dunk, but I can grab the rim of a basketball hoop at 36 years old, I'll be pretty damn happy. Yeah, you should be. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, like I, that's. I mean. I gotta, gotta, got, I gotta set high goals for myself, and if I don't, if I don't hit them, I'm not gonna be depressed and anxious about it. I was like, hey, I broke my ass off this past year, and now I'm close to dunking. That's pretty cool. You know, I could be playing pickup mm-hmm. basketball with a bunch of out of shape middle aged guys and smash them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you just MJ them all day. <laughs> yeah, why not? That'd be fun too.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, <laughs> yeah, they're setting those goals. That's so important. You've got to be out there just and everything. I mean, whether it's the gym or, you know, you want to grow and go back to school, cool, go do it. It doesn't matter how old you are. You know, I saw someone a couple years ago on a college campus and they were like, I want to say they were, you know, mid sixties and they had, I mean, Kane Walker, everything. And they were out yeah. there. It's like, man, that, that right there, that's impressive. That's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can like nowadays, mid sixties, you could also be, you know, in excellent shape depending mm-hmm. on, like, I feel like us, how do you mind me asking you how old you are you're in your 30s? Not? Nah. Yeah, I'm 32. Okay, there you go. Um, but like, there's so much anti aging stuff that's happening. And that mm-hmm. we get to take advantage of, like, if you're 60. Now, it's very, it's gonna be very different than like, when we are 60, if we do the right things up until then, and I think it's just mm-hmm. from being able to listen to podcasts. Like I learned so much from the Joe Rogan podcast. I know everyone listens to him, but you know, Everybody and knows. I know some people, some people hate him, but whatever, he's got legit experts on and mm-hmm. like, um, Saint. Oh, what's his name? Something St. Clair, I can't remember anti-aging guy, but like, they've got so much amazing information on stuff that. All of us can do, like going in the sauna, ice baths, intermittent fasting, you know, daily exercise, all these things that I feel like back in the day weren't talked about. And that we're passing, like, I'm, I feel like my kid's gonna live to always 200. When I grew up, <laughs> when, when I grew up, you know, we were chugging pops every single day. We'd go down, we'd play hours mm-hmm. of basketball, and then we'd go to like Sunoco and we'd buy, you know, a 12 pack of Pepsi and just be chugging it. But that, And then we'd go to McDonald's, you know. <laughs> That, like that probably mm-hmm. took three decades mm-hmm. off my life, but we did that. And no one was ever telling us to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, like my son still he's gonna turn nine in January, but he's he hasn't had one sip of pop yet. And I'm like, man, and he always bugs me about it. But I'm, I'm like, you trust me, man, I wish I never drank pop. Like, I'll have an occasional diet, diet, uh, Pepsi now. But like, man, if I could have gone those first 20 years without drinking a single a single sip of pop, who knows? I could live to a thousand.
0: Yeah, maybe you'd be dunking right now, right?
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously, but yeah,
0: but yeah, you're, I, I could not agree any more with that. I mean, our, our kids are going to be—if they utilize everything that they can utilize cr- and utilize it correctly—they're much better off than what we'll be, and just like we're much better off than what our parents could have been. And, you know, it just keeps going.
1: Yeah, it's like not just health too. It's like building building an online business like you're building a brand um Mm -hmm. how 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 old did you say your kids are
0: so i got a four-year-old boy and then i got a two-month-old little girl
1: yeah it's amazing i mean if you stick with it you keep on learning and investing and growing your brand like by the man by the time 14 years from now when your kid's 18 how how knowledgeable are you going to be like yeah. And you can build a brand in any niche like you're doing fatherhood. Now you could be like next year, you could be like, Hey, I'm gonna keep this thing going. But I love golf, I'm gonna build a golf brand. And build that up. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got a lady that I one of my uh, friends and then my business stuff I do. She started a dog brand. It's called bark my world. It took her, I think, five or six months to go from zero to 100,000 followers on Instagram and you know now she's got professional endorsements and she's got brand deals and affiliate products she does and she's making an income from it and that took her six months you know people before and that was before reels i mean before reels it took you years and years and years to build that Mm -hmm. kind of that kind of following but since she knows what to do she was able to build this really now profitable brand just posting videos of puppies and dogs and stuff And if you can Mm -hmm. pass on that knowledge to your kids, like you're giving them a superpower. You know, I mean, you're going to be able to tell your kid like, Mm -hmm. Hey, yeah, you can go work at McDonald's like I did. Like I was I worked at McDonald's for four years of my life. And, you know, I could do that. Or, you know, I can tell my son, Nathan, I can say, Hey, let me show you how to build a brand about what do you love jujitsu? Sure, let's build a Jiu Jitsu Mm -hmm. brand over the next one year, and grow that thing. And instead of you flipping burgers, You can make a couple posts and make money from affiliate products like what would you rather do like you'll be able to pass that on to your children now
0: yeah absolutely and that's actually what so even at four years old i try to get my son involved as much as possible like he's here with me like he he helped me set up at when i'm done so when i'm done like recording for my stuff for the end of the day he's in there and we'll shoot a real quick video so he can you know people just get to see the human side of you and then he also sees like, Hey, this is this is what dad wants to do. This is what, you know, let me learn as well. And I, I, I try to get my my kids involved as much as I can. I don't I don't believe that they're too young
1: for that. Mm-mm. No, they, they love it. I mean, they just, whatever you decide to do, they'll mm-hmm. participate in it. You know, that could that thing you do could be just watching football all day on Sunday. You know, and that's, mm-hmm. and that's what most kids did. Like, That's what most people do. You know, it's um, what do you What does dad do on Sunday? Well, he sits on the couch and he drinks beer and watches football. So what do your kids do? Well, they probably sit at your feet, because they want to be near you and they watch football too. Or they play in their iPad. It's like, but what are you doing? You're teaching him about podcasting about tech about online brands and building a business. It's like, you can do whatever you want. You've got a million choices. But you're deciding to do something productive. So now your kids are going to benefit from that
0: yeah absolutely so one of the books that i read was i think it was called the 10x power by grant cardone yeah and he talks about you know if you're going to use your energy you're going to use it either way if you know you can sit there and watch tv and then you're using energy that way or you can put that energy to use and build something positive for yourself and i i firmly believe that you know you can either put the energy in now or put it in later when you're you know 60 and you know got oxygen all hooked up and you're you're sick so uh, i've tried to get him out there seeing that as much as possible I'd take him to the gym with me i mean we even went so far as we put a gym in our garage and every single mm-hmm. morning that i'm out there i'll pull him out there with me you know like hey yep. cool like you know he doesn't need weights he can he can learn the the proper form to squat or proper form deadlift you know it, he doesn't need i don't need to give him any weights yet
1: yep and that's just where we start that's amazing yeah i've been doing that um with my son I think he randomly we were out practicing basketball mm-hmm. he loves basketball and then he also does crossfit he does like a kid's crossfit class and he was like dad mm-hmm. watch me work out i was like okay so just in the middle of the court he just started doing sit-ups and push-ups and squats and everything he did it for like 30 minutes straight and at the end i was just standing there watching him i was like okay keep going it was crazy and then That's he was like awesome. he, I know. He's, then he was like, Dad, you and me are going to make a pact. We're going to make a spit oath right now. I was like, what? Like, you got really intense. He's like, we're going to work out for one year every day. I was like, okay. Like, I'm not going to say no to that at all. Be good for you, good for me. Yeah. So I was like, sure. We spit on our hand. We shook on it. And we've been working out in the morning for him before school every single day for, I think we're at 21 days now. Um, So we're going to keep Man, going for a year. Good for you. And see what, Yeah, we're just... We're gonna see what happens, but we're gonna go every day for a year. Um, he has it in, in his mind that he wants an eight pack, which I think will be hard for a nine-year-old boy to get. But hey, if that's his motivation, yeah. I'm all about it. <laughs> yep.
0: If that's what, if that's the goal he wants, keep on going. Especially something, if you know, something so healthy as that. That's something yeah. like my wife and I will, we'll get talking about every now and then. My wife or my, uh, my son will want to do maybe something like he. It's almost bedtime, but he wants to go back out to the gym okay, what am I, I'm not going to discourage exactly from going to the gym. So come on. let's yeah. go. well, you can stay up an extra 30 minutes if you want to, you know, do something healthy like that. Or Oh, you want to read? Cool. Let's go read a little bit.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's, you got to take advantage of those opportunities. Like there's some times where, yeah, it is bedtime. But hey, your kid says something like, that, like let's go work out. It's like, you got to just be like, "Oh, I'm going to change the routine. You can go work out because that's good for you. Because he could be saying, you know, let's get to level 12 of the vi- latest video game. Like if it's mm-hmm. if you say something like that, yeah, it's like, nah, it's it's bedtime. But mm-hmm. yeah, if he's showing interest in something healthy for me, it's like no matter what time it is, yes, do it And the same thing. Like if you wanted to mm-hmm. read me a book, you know, it's like, hey, it's bedtime. But he says, hey, Dad, I, I'm, I want let me read you this chapter of the book. It's like, yes, of course you can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to say no to that. And I was taking a walk with my daughter the other day. Um, just me and her. And she was like, Dad, um, uh, we were talking, I don't know, she wanted me, we play this game called who knows Lauren best, where she just she's like, Dad, what's my favorite color. And she has like six <laughs> favorite colors. So I have to name all six of them. And she's like, what's my favorite movie? <laughs> and then it like changes every week. So it's like a quiz for me. But then one day mm-hmm. she, she said, she said, Dad, ask me math problems. I was like, okay, <laughs> so I'm, we're taking a walk and I'm going, I'm like two plus two, two plus four, two plus six. And that's like what I did for 10 minutes straight. And she was answering them. I was like, man, if she's going to suggest that I'm just going to say yes and do it. Like, even mm-hmm. if it's not the most exciting thing for me, like if a kid says, let's do math problems, I'm going to say yes every time. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And it's like, it's things like that, that I believe make like fathers as ferocious as we need it. I mean, yeah. It, there's times like you, you and I were talking earlier. You get home from work, you're tired. It, it's been a long day. You've been up, you're up early. You're, you know, work was hard. But in that moment, what what's your kid want to do with you? Oh, you want to go over math problems? Well, I want to sit here and I want to be left alone. No, you go. You go do those math problems. You, you know, you go work out with your kid in the morning. You know, before school, no matter what time it is. And that that's the type of stuff that to me, I want to pass on like, that is really impressive. So that's kudos to you for doing all that stuff, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you do the same thing. We are you know, you value fatherhood, you value your role. And that's that's what both I think you and me are trying to, mm. to spread to people, you know, it's just spread to other dads, it's like you only got one chance to do this. You know, you've got one yeah. chance to change the world you got. If you can, impact your kid in a, in a positive way that just he wrote, he will remember or she will remember forever then like you're changing the world because if you right. raise an awesome kid you mm-hmm. have an infinite influence you know cuz mm-hmm. they'll affect their wife and kids and if they do a good job if you teach your kid how to be if you teach your son how to be a good father then he'll be a good father to his kids and he'll pass that on it's like if you are a good father right now you have an infinite legacy that lasts forever and dads need to realize that it's like take advantage of the time you have right now because once it's gone you're either going to feel fulfilled inside and say i did a kick-ass job or you're going to feel regret for the rest of your life
0: yeah you're absolutely right because there's like it's that multi-generational impact that you're starting if you're i mean man you have that direct impact with your kids and then if you live long enough you have that direct impact with your grandkids and then your grandkids are going to sh- pass on what you you talked about so there's you know three four generations easy that you can directly influence and a lot of dads don't get that they don't get that this is my legacy right here this is what will continue to live on this is what am i contributing to the world is it positive is it negative yeah it's
1: it's The most important thing that we can do right now um but you you mentioned Mm -hmm. that you were with the military right i wanted to talk to you a little bit about that Mm -hmm. um just your background a couple i was never in the military um some of my family members Mm -hmm. are my sister went to afghanistan um she did intelligence there she wanted to go to hawaii but they put her in afghanistan (laughs) and then (laughs) my i think now they're a little more liberal with where they where they uh station people I was talking to a recruiter mm-hmm. and he's saying now like p- pretty much you can go where you, where you want and then my brother he wanted to go to hawaii and they sent him to hawaii so my sister's a little jealous about that so he's yeah, out sure and he got to go to salty. hawaii yeah and then she was sending us pictures of like the camel <laughs> spiders in our bunk so he, he got a better deal <laughs> so what <laughs> what's your background in the military
0: sure so i originally enlisted in the air national guard out of West Virginia and then after doing that for a couple years was like hey this is awesome I love it so then I went active duty Air Force and they sent me down to uh, San Antonio down at uh, Fort Sam so I work in the, the hospital I work in a lab in the hospital testing blood kind of stuff like that patient care and then I've been I was in San Antonio for five years and then they just sent me to Utah out at Hill Air Force Base and I've been out here since March so I got a couple years here um yeah deployed as well I didn't get to go to Afghanistan I went my deployment was more of a vacation I went to Qatar um help you know collect blood units and apheresis stuff and platelets and we got to send it all over um the Middle East to where uh-huh. soldiers getting shot boom they need blood yeah that came right from the work that we did when we were there uh-huh. and that that's been really my career it's been I think, it's, you know, we talked about our career, but we a lot of setbacks that happened in my career actually enabled me to be set up for something else. So originally, I was supposed to be a firefighter, but I lost my firefighting job, and because of that, I didn't leave for boot camp right away, and then I met my wife. And then after, um, when I went down to San Antonio, I tried out for another job, and I didn't get that. And then because I didn't get that, which I was crushed about, but then I had my son, you know, we got pregnant. We had my son. So all these little things throughout my military career, they've always set me up for bigger home life. And when I realized
1: that it was like, Oh yeah, I got to start putting home life first. Mm-hmm. So, um, how mm-hmm. many years were you in the military total?
0: So I've been in, I've been in for 10.
1: Okay. And is this? Do you have like what is it? Twenty years you have to put in. Uh, it's twenty
0: years. Like, it. it people think that it's like a huge difference from a regular job. It's really not yeah. in terms of retirement. Um, mm. Yeah, you do twenty years. You can get you, you put into a, a monthly retirement fund. You get it back at after twenty years. Now that I've started doing this, though, I don't know if we're going to go the distance. So.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's. And, there's i didn't realize there were so many different jobs you could have in the military until some of my family members started doing it um i think my brother is a geospatial engineer and i don't really know what he does but that's yeah. you know, very very different than i would assume you know infantry doing something like that mm-hmm. or special ops something like that but he 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 had a bad turn of luck his first um he got to hawaii then within his first month he was he got a really bad leg injury. So he's he's out for a couple months. Um, So hopefully he he's healing up really quickly, but he's, he's kind of stuck there. Now, during your um, time in the military, did that have anything to do? Like whenever you were deployed or any over the past 10 years, did that have anything to do with your ferocious fatherhood brand right now? Like how has that impacted specifically like what you're doing?
0: So I, maybe not so much when I was deployed, because I deployed in 19, and I really didn't get the idea for Ferocious Fatherhood until 20. But okay. I will say that So my, my father was in the military, and mm. after 9-11 happened, he got activated, he got deployed a couple times. So seeing that really had an impact on me of this is the lineage of fatherhood that I come from. You know, my father was my father's in the military. He was in the military for forty years. My both my grandfathers were in the military. My, you know, one stormed the beaches of Normandy, so that played a big influence on me. When I really started to like, like like when I asked my wife, like, "This is what you think? This is what people think of us?" No, like we used to storm beaches of Normandy,
1: and that influenced that
0: influenced me quite a bit.
1: Hmm. Um. Do you try yeah. to help out? military fathers specifically or is it more in general for all fathers
0: so right now it's more in general um Mm -hmm. for all fathers i do want to the military has a we realized a couple years ago that we didn't have the family life programs that we should Mm -hmm. and so there's been a big push in the military to really build you know they, they started with new mom programs and now they've slowly started to do new dad programs so things yeah. like that, I definitely want to get involved in because that's, I mean, that's right up my alley. It's my, my brothers who are right here with me, me, my sisters who are over here, you know, it's definitely something that I'm going to cater to.
1: Are there a lot of issues with, um, you know, fathers in the military just, mm-hmm. I would assume being depressed, anxious about missing their families. Like I can't imagine being deployed and, not being with your family for that long, like does that cause a lot of issues?
0: Uh, yeah, it absolutely can. So it, you bringing that up, when I was deployed, I, was, I missed my son's first birthday. So yeah. that was a rough time. And then when we actually found out when um, when I deployed that my wife was pregnant and we actually had a miscarriage while I was deployed. So mm-hmm. those two things, they played a huge role like, like a huge mental, you know, games with me. I mean, it was it was very hard to be a part while all that was going on. And you see that that is not uncommon with dudes in the military when we're deployed. I mean, we some of my best friends over there, they they came home to nothing. They didn't have any, you know, their wife took their kids. And, and then on the reverse side, there was also some men that did that to their wives when their wives were deployed. You know, they moved out. What do you mean? Like, this isn't what I want. So, like, when you when you come back from a deployment, sometimes your your spouse has taken the kids, moved out of your house, and you know nothing. You're just left in the wind. There's definitely that some, happens? some cases of that,
1: absolutely. <clears throat> my
0: God, absolutely. And yeah, it's and it's terrible. And things like that, those issues you see, that will mani- manifest um,
1: all the time. But oh my goodness. You, you, you see, just... yeah, man. That stuff's rough. Yeah. So you'll have a guy <laughs> happily married with kids and then he'll go get deployed. And then when he comes home, the mom took the kids away. Yep. That we Jesus. Yep. And yeah. How is that it possible? It does happen the other
0: way. I'm <laughs> it, it, it's rough, you know, and I mean, there's, I've had several guys um, you know, crying to me in the middle of the night, waking me up. Hey, Shane, I, you know, my wife just called and told me she's leaving me. She's leaving me with nothing. You know, because like two they're gone into a six-month deployment. Yeah, yep, yep. Military life, military deployment, it can be very hard if you're not prepared for it. And I think that when people join the military, they don't they don't necessarily realize that it was a big. I come from a military family, so I I knew kind of what I'm getting into. My wife, on the other hand, she didn't. Nobody in her family's military, so when I deployed, it was very hard for her. It was very hard to like, hey, what do I do? All of a sudden, my husband's gone. Where do I go? Who's my support?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it's all
0: new to her, and a lot of a lot of spouses, they'll have that issue and they can't handle it. And they'll they just rip out, they bounce, you know, they're done. They run back to to mom and dad. Take the kids, you know, move out, change numbers, things like that. It happens, and it's My very, gosh. very messy. It's very hard.
1: That's hard to hard to believe. I know it's true, but I can't. Man, what would you do? Like, if you're that dad, that would that would make me go crazy. Like, I would, I would be very torn up. Like, I would be very, uh, I would be trying to get those kids back, man. Oh, yeah.
0: So, we at, in the military, we have what's called a first sergeant, and their job is they handle situations like that. Like, they're that's all they do. They, they're they kind of like a counselor, they're trained, they go away for many months at a time to do this training to handle situations just like this. And we, as a military, we've gotten better at you know, handling that and helping husbands or wives get their, their kids back, and you know. But, I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it's, it's no different than court. I mean, you still got to go to court. It's still a long process. It could take months, oh years God. to get things settled out. By then, as a military member, maybe you've you know, moved somewhere else. So maybe you, you've been moved to California and your family's in Florida and things like that. It's, it's rough. It is very rough.
1: I'm sure that is not great for recruitment whenever those kind <clears throat> of stories get out. That hey, there's a possibility you could yeah. lose your family. Yeah,
0: it, it's definitely not good PR for for the military when that happens. And it's, but it's a very real. People don't realize that when they they join the military that things like that can happen.
1: I mean, you would think you would know your wife well enough, or husband. You said it happens both ways. Um, mm-hmm. You would think you would know your spouse well enough to say that yeah, there's no or there's no chance where that could happen. But then when you're gone, I'm, I am would imagine, you know, your spouse is also in this situation for the very first time. And if they don't have their mm-hmm. mental state, emotional state under control, then they're also, they could also be going crazy by themselves. That is nuts. Yeah. I didn't think that was a big problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. It's really sad, it man. Happened, it's very sad. And it's, it's very sad to see I mean, dudes who are awesome dudes. You know, females who they crush what they're doing, and it it happens. And I think what I think what it is is I think being stateside, little things kind of start to happen. You know, you don't you don't talk to your deployed spouse for two or three days at a time because they're off doing something, they're off on a mission, whatever, and they just can't talk. And then mm-hmm. in those two or three days, oh hey, you know what? The neighbor stopped by just to check, just say hey. And it's little things like that that if you're not ready for. It, it starts to creep in and it, it, it really happens, man.
1: Mm. Well, obviously we're all, if you're a citizen, you're not in the military, you just, you're just lucky and happy that there are people like you who do that because, you know, everyone else is kind of living a, a dream life here, you know, mm-hmm. not, and that's, you know, that's not even counting getting shot at and getting actually injured and you know, mm-hmm. being an infantry person in Iraq, or doing something like that, like, that's just the the family part of it, which I guess kind of pulls at your soul and your heart and your, your inside, like, that would be the daily, the daily torture, I would think would be, if you're going through that, you know, how do I get up and do this mission? How do I do my job, especially if you have like a desk job in the military, and you're going through that, that would be really, really rough, I would almost think you'd want to be on the ground, keeping your mind busy, right? Because if you're worried Mm -hmm. about if you're you're worried about survival, and the physical aspect of it, your brain doesn't have room to to worry about that. But I would think if you're just working at a job in front of a computer, and your wife is taking your kids, your husband's taking your kids away from you, that would just be pure hell.
0: Mm -hmm. So I I didn't have that situation. But like I said, I I mean, we had a miscarriage. And that was all going through that. And I'm sure you know, I I did the best I could. Hey, mm-hmm. my wife's name's Brittany. Hey, Brittany, this really sucks. You know, let's figure out what we can do. Let's get you resources. But then, mm-hmm. you know, you hang up the phone, and okay, well, what's there for me? Well, you know, I, I still got to go to work. I Still have to. I don't get to call out. I still have to go there because somebody who's downrange getting shot at is relying on me to get this unit of blood to you. And I, it was it was torture. It was there was many days when like my supervisor kind of pulled me aside. It's like, hey, you're off. Are you okay? You're what's going on and when I finally like opened up and told her it was like oh okay let's get you resources and that's the thing mm-hmm. I <clears throat> excuse me that I think a lot of men don't understand is that there are resources out there there are a ton of stuff that you can use I still don't think it's enough which is why I'm doing what I'm doing you're doing what you're doing but man you you gotta just don't be afraid to open up and talk you have to be willing to you know, talk about what's going on. So that way you can figure it out and figure out how to get better.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of really wise um, men out there who are great to talk to. Like, I'm doing a podcast later this week with uh, his Instagram account is braver man. And he's a, a doctor, like a psychologist. I just, I think. Talk, you I just, just talked talk to him, to him? Yesterday. yesterday. great guy. Yeah, yeah such yeah, a great guy. Awesome. And he's just he's a great guy to talk to. Um you know, there's I talked to another guy, mindful men, he's in Australia. So that was a late one. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of great coaches and guys to talk to that really have an amazing perspective. And as a fully grown man who has got a family, a mortgage, a job, kids, all these responsibilities, a lot of times you think that you know, everything lands on your own shoulders. But whenever Mm -hmm. you can talk to another guy, and have that not necessarily like father type of relationship, but a mentor, or just someone else to talk to a guy that can really make you feel good, you know, just mm-hmm. to be or if it's a friend, but whenever it's someone who's qualified and smart, and um, does a good job. And hears these things all the time, you can really have some healing, like someone like him, or the, the other resources that are out there. And it's you can call it therapy or whatever you want. But It's just talking to people about your the things that are bugging you and i I would just imagine like man there's probably a a real pandemic of guys coming home from the military with that kind of trauma that they have to deal with Mm -hmm. i mean do you have do you know buddies and friends who are going through that
0: so i know i believe that the divorce rate in military is i think it's the highest out of Mm. like all the other jobs just kind of across the board yeah i don't know like exactly what it is but i there was when we were deployed i mean it was probably man i want to say somewhere like 15 20 percent of people were coming home to a divorce now not all of them were coming home to a cleaned out house you know no wife no kids no nothing
1: yeah
0: but i mean coming home to a divorce i mean you're again you're halfway through a deployment and your wife calls you and says hey i'm leaving you man what do you do I mean, that's that's so hard. I mean, you got a job to do. Man, it sucks. And it that that's definitely something that we're slowly getting better at. Not, I feel like the rate is getting more and more, too. I feel like just across the board, divorces are going up. And I think it's being felt exponentially more in the military.
1: There should all, almost be some type of program where, I mean, if you have a family, like you can – they should pay for you know they should hey fly your family out to you for a week like you get a you get a week break we're flying i know they would never do that but we're flying your family out to you we'll take a whole 747 we'll put 30 military families on it and everyone gets a week long you know vacation with their with their family i mean if you guys are you know getting shot at away from the other side of the world serving the country like yeah, you, that should be a perk. That should be a benefit. Mm-hmm. Like, taking care yes. of their family, like you should, you would be better at your job every single day if you got to see your family. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, if know I ever the... become president. I'm gonna do that.
0: <laughs> I'll vote for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know the army used to do something like that. I don't know if they still do it. But I know that if you were deployed for a year, you got I want to say it was either I think it was two weeks I think you got they give you a ticket home you go home for two weeks on you know recon leave, like uh rest and relaxation leave and then two weeks later still gotta go back but even over a year I mean two weeks seeing your fat your wife and kids that's not enough you know
1: yeah definitely not I don't know there's got to be I'm glad that you said that there's more resources happening that's good to hear But Mm -hmm. that's, that's probably a really overlooked problem with the military. You know, when people say PTSD, they're always thinking of like, you know, he's been in a battle and now he's, Mm -hmm. he has memories of the battle. At least that's what I think the commoner thinks. Um, Yeah. But it's like, man, the family problems probably cut deeper like that. That really, that is probably a really big issue. That's not addressed a lot.
0: Mm hmm
1: so yeah that's
0: a good point i'd be interested to see what the statistics of like ptsd of non-combat related events are i'm interested to see mm -hmm. i'll have to look into that. i will have to let you know i'll I'll see if i can't find something this week and next week when you're on my show i'll I'll,
1: I'll yeah i'd love to talk about that i want to know about that yeah and for for the dads who are you know we started off talking about men who want more for their life or men who don't, and we're trying to motivate them and say, Hey, there's more out there for you. Mm. Like, what do you think, from what you've seen is the a couple of reasons why dads slip into this malaise of, you know, not being lazy, but acceptance that their best times are over. And that's, that's kind of a big problem that I see. But what do you feel? is one of the causes for that of you, your father, like you said, you're in your 30s, your 40s, and you just kind of fade into the winter of your life and let things slip, like, what's a driving factor for that?
0: So I think it's a lack of setting, maybe like a core like core values around who you are as an individual. I think that plays a huge part of whether or not you continue to grow. Because, like, one of my core values is constant growth. And that, for me, looks like I, I read every single day. Every single day before I go to bed, I read. I, it's it's not a negotiation. I don't care how tired I am. I'm going to read. And I think not having those core values and sticking to them is what causes men to slip into the, oh, it's okay if I sit here and watch another episode. Because they don't have that core value of, well, you know, I, no, I need to get up and read. Or they're okay with you know eating not healthy for this meal because they don't have the core value of, health, of personal health. I, I think that's the, a big part of it. And I think that really starts at a younger age because you don't set those goals for yourself. You don't set those personal um, core values of, hey, you know what, I'm, I wanna be, I wanna have integrity. So as I get older, you know, I'm gonna hold myself accountable. I think that's what a a big part of it is
1: Mm. and it starts young which is why it's so valuable for dads Mm. to set the example and like you're doing bring your kids into what you're doing taking them down to the garage and working out like you are yeah man your kids like your kids are so lucky to have a dad that does that because they Mm. you know they're getting what so many other kids will never get just that investment in them it's like you're no my kid is so important i'm going to invest my time in them to, to build them up. And you're building yourself at the same time, like you're building yourself up, you're mm-hmm. working out in your garage, you're then it's also helping your kid. And I, that's one of my pet peeves. I can't stand when fathers, I don't know if they actually think this or this is their excuse, because it sounds good. When they say, I don't have time to go to the gym, because I'm all I do is spend time on my family or I don't have time to take this business course and try to change my financial fate because you know, all I'm doing is spending time with my family. I don't have time to go hang out with my friends because all I do is because, you know, my friends are secondary to my kids. It's like, really? So what are you doing on Sundays um, whenever you don't have time to the gym? Are you mm-hmm. going over your kids homework? Or are you reading them books? Or are you sitting on the couch and watching football? Like, is it, are you saying that because you believe it, or is it something that just sounds good that gives you some bonus points without doing the work? And I, I really, it really annoys me when fathers say that. Um, because mm-hmm. what do you want your kid to do? Do you want your kid to have to look at you, like someone else's kid, like to look at you, Shane, as like their motivation or their own father? Like, mm-hmm. how much more impactful yeah. would it be if your kid looked at you? Like, if you were strong, if you were smart, if you were talented at things, if you were going after these goals, like, it's really just a pet peeve of mine.
0: Yeah, it it eats me up when I hear people like, oh, I don't have the time to. Well, what do you mean you don't have the time to? Like, you, you really don't think you have the time? How many episodes of, you know, whatever on Netflix did you just watch? You just watch four. What are you talking about? Four hours. What What the hell are you talking about? You don't have any any time. You know, it, it really doesn't take, especially with the gym stuff, it doesn't take a lot of time. You could work out 30 minutes every single day and be in fantastic shape. I mean, yep. fantastic shape. You get in a gym, you do four exercises, you know, you get out there, but you, you put into work for 30 minutes and you'll be in great shape. I promise you. promise you.
1: And that goes back to just not knowing any, you know, not knowing anything, not knowing what actually works, because someone might think that doesn't invest in themselves. Oh, I don't have two hours a day to work out. How am I going to be healthy? It's like you don't need that. If you would just Mm -hmm. if you knew that 80% of how you feel and look in your physical health is what you eat, then hey, if you just eat healthy and work out, it could even be every other day. If you work out every other day, Mm -hmm. eat, eat healthy you're going to shed weight, extremely fast, feel great, get in shape. Like you don't have to be working out three hours a day. You know, you just Yeah, like you said, go to go till failure, do high intensity workouts, get your sweat on. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, eat healthy, don't eat a bunch of shit all day. And you can Mm -hmm. change everything. But if you don't know that, like if you don't look at programs and listen to coaches and go seek the information then you're just kind of floundering and stabbing at the the darkness
0: yeah absolutely and it's amazing how often those two get paired together if you it's like a cornerstone habit type of field where if you work out you'll eat healthy i i know very few people who work out a ton and eat fast food all the time they just don't go together and then i know like one person who does that (laughs)
1: yeah yeah, right and that's their reason they work out so they can eat like shit
0: (laughs) yeah right that's another one that drives me nuts when people say that (laughs) but like you and it's amazing if you do that how much that rolls into other parts of your life i mean you're you do those two things and then all of a sudden you feel better so then your relationships improve because you're in a better mood and then hey you know what maybe now you can open up and talk about that thing that you weren't able to talk about when you were in a, a shitty mood. But now that you're in a happy mood, you're able to talk about it in a respectful way, and that gets resolved. And then maybe, it's just amazing, the snowball effect. Um, I, I mean, there, there's a, man, I forget I forget the book. Oh, no, it's uh, Admiral McRaven wrote a book where he just says, you know, when you wake up in the morning, make your bed. Get that first win of the day. And then after that first win, you get your second win. And after your second one, you get the third one, and it just keeps continues to keep going. And it's a, it's incredible how much that momentum just
1: builds on itself. Mm -hmm. And guys need to like, you knew that because you heard it from someone, right? And if you wouldn't have been open to that new information, you wouldn't have gone and improved yourself. And Mm -hmm. guys need to do that guys need to invest in themselves, even if even if you have to pay Mm -hmm. a couple bucks, like there's coaches out there who are willing to teach you to, take you by the hand and transform your life you know um but you yeah you if sometimes you do have to invest money in like a fitness coach or in a business course or buying a book you know or buy that audible Mm -hmm. subscription fifteen dollars a month and that's a man i've I've listened to so many great books this past year um on audible just while i'm working out or taking drives like it's really it's changed Mm -hmm. how i do my business stuff and a lot so many of the things I do just by being open to that new information, not accepting that you don't know anything that you don't know everything, and being willing to improve yourself. And a lot of guys out there can totally change themselves, change their families, and change their life if they're willing to learn something new, you know, mm-hmm. say, Hey, I'm 35, I'm 40, I'm 55. Life's not over yet. I can still learn something new. Um, I can still get that book, I can still get that coach. And still change my life like it can still happen
0: yeah absolutely with all this all the stuff that's out there there's nothing that you can't learn there's not if you want to learn you want to learn chinese cool go learn chinese you can learn it online i promise you there's there's a chinese course out there and it just kills me to see guys just be content with not learning and not growing and not stepping outside their comfort zone and it but I, I, I empathize with it. Like, I you know, like, I, I understand it. I mean, it took me – I had the idea for Ferocious Fatherhood in 2020, and it took me two years to really, like, put it into action mm-hmm. um, because I was afraid. And I, I can understand that it's very real, and it's okay to be scared, but it's not okay to stay scared or allow, you know, to stay in the scared box. It's not okay to stay there.
1: Yeah, you, you... – Phrased that and summed everything up really, really well. That's a good spot. To, good final final sentence from you. Um, so thank you so much, Shane. And I'm going to be on your podcast soon. I think later this week, right?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I so think fa- October 9th, I think they're scheduled.
1: Excellent. Um, so we'll talk more than just follow ferocious fatherhood on Instagram, Are you guys anywhere else.
0: So we're primarily on Instagram, we're slowly building um, in other places, Facebook mm-hmm. and YouTube. But it, it, I mean, it's a process, you know. So we're slowly getting it, there.
1: Yeah, it's it's better to I've from the various brand things I've done, and from watching other people, it's better to grow on one platform than do everything at once. That's my oh, that's my cool. advice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, so, thank,
0: I appreciate that advice because I've been I've been kicking myself, being like, man, why am I not getting on TikTok? Why am I not doing this or doing that? And,
1: TikTok's oh. a different animal. I mean, if you're if you're making, um, I, I could talk about that, the tech, this technical stuff all day, because it's, but like, if you're making the real type of videos, like the the vertical videos, then mm-hmm. make your content so that it can be transferred from platform to platforms. And just, it's easy to put it on TikTok, but in YouTube shorts and stuff like that. But it can be if you're not getting great results, in one flat platform, sometimes it's nice to just get really good growth in one area. And then after you're running, you know, it's efficient, then start the next one.
0: Yeah, cool. All right, I'm gonna take that advice then.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much. Um, This was awesome. And I look forward to being on yours next week. And I think a lot of guys will really enjoy listening to what you had to say. Thank you so much, Shane.
0: Yeah, Chris. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate you having me on man. It It was an honor.
1: You bet, man. We'll talk soon.